Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Sideline Junkies proudly present to you is WWE Heavyweight Champion of the World, the big guy KG. Good evening to everyone. Uh, Tuesday Night Flight is live and in full effect. Um, hope everyone had a, a beautiful Tuesday. You're feeling good because I'm feeling real good. I just want to let you know that I'm feeling absolutely positively amazing. Um, solo for now, but you know, you never know who's gonna slide through. One of the fellas will slide through, all the fellas will slide through. Don't matter because you're here with me, and there's no place in the world that you'd rather be. So, with that being said, buckle up, get your wig on straight strap in let's get this show on the road now let's talk about this we're gonna start off in the nfl jj watt jj watt gotta pull a book out for this one you know i gotta pull a ledger out because i don't think anybody won the won the pool because he didn't sign anywhere that i don't think anybody had arizona we'll have to go back and listen but J.J. Watt, member of the 100 Sack Club, uh, signs a two-year $31 million deal with $23 million guaranteed with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh-oh. Yes, uh-oh indeed. And that is an uh-oh for Russell Wilson because this affects him. The amount of pressure that's going to be thrown Uh, Russell Wilson's way this upcoming season if he stays in uh, Seattle and the trade doesn't happen. So you have, uh, it's not official yet, not until uh, the new league year starts, but this is tentative agreement. Watt goes to, to the Cardinals. So you got Watt on defense in Arizona. You got Buda Baker. Uh who else she got? They got Watt, Buda Baker, um, Chandler Jones, Jordan Hicks, Isaiah Simmons, and not to mention whoever they add in, in, in uh, free agency. And he apparently what he said was he believes in Kyler Murray. That's why he signed over in Arizona. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, if this works for him, it works for him. Watt's not a young man. He turns uh 32 in 20 days, March 22nd. He thir- turns 32. It's not a young man. You know, he's in the if this is a, a a a meal, he would be in the dessert of his career. Um three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, five-time first-team All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowl, led the league in sacks two times. As mentioned before, 100 Sack Club member, uh, unanimous NFL 2010s All-Decade Team, Sporting News 2010s All-Decade Year Team, uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2017, Sportsman of the Year in 2017, Burt Bell Trophy in 2014. Only thing that he's missing off that 
resume, which is, in my opinion, is a Hall of Fame resume. 531 tackles, 101 sacks, 61 pass deflections, 25 false fumbles, 20, uh, 16 fumble recoveries, two picks, three defensive touchdowns, and I think two or three offensive touchdowns. Only thing he's missing off that resume, that Hall of Fame resume, is a Super Bowl win. So him going to Arizona is kind of sort of a head-scratcher because Arizona under Cliff Kingsbury, pretty good. Uh, you got a, a young bull in Kyler Murray, a quarterback. You got one of the top two receivers in the league in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I ain't got them winning the Super Bowl no time soon, though. Not as long as TB12 is roaming around in Tampa. That kind of locks up the NFC. Uh, not as long as Russell Wilson is slinging the ball in the NFC West. You know, so you got competition in your own division. You got competition in your own conference. I don't have them winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. Hey, don't get mad at me. But I'm just saying, this is this is a head scratcher move. But uh it's crazy. Um this is absolutely crazy. I just I, I don't I don't get it. But and wait, hold on. We got the man of the hour chiming in. Uh they didn't even offer him the most money. Nope. And I if it's not about money and it's about winning, I get that. But I'm Arizona. Arizona. If we look at Arizona's history as a team, as a team, um, that's their single season records. Arizona, to be quite honest, Arizona's greatest player in the history of their franchise, in my honest personal opinion, is one Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, for the longest, Arizona was a a part of the 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 NFC East, and they were the doormats of the NFC East. Um, I'm looking, uh, you know, they got two NFL championships in 1925 and 1947. Uh, they won the NFC East in 74 and 75, and that was it. And they came in in 70. They won the NFC West more times than they won the NFC East. 2008, 9, and 15. So it's crazy because I'm like, it's not much luster out there in the desert. And the man of the hour says they have something, but it's not something to the point that they are contending. No, it's not. And Kyler Murray is a absolute beast. He is a dog. I love him. I really do. I hate playing against him on Madden, though, because once he get out of the pocket, he's not sliding. He's going to hit you with a shake move. Him and Lamar, two of the most dangerous quarterbacks on Madden. And once they get out in the open, there is no catching. So, but I'm just, I'm looking at it. Last time they made the playoffs was 2015. We're going into 2021. Now, here's the thing. In the history of the franchise, history of the franchise, and they've been around 
since 1920 as the Racine Cardinals. They've only made the playoffs 11 times. 11 playoff appearances. And J.J. Watt decides to sign there. Now, here's my question. You look at this defense. They got players on defense. Um, Looking at their defensive coaches, who's their D coordinator? Vance Joseph. Uh, Delonte, you should be familiar with him. Uh... <laughs> Bum ass Vance. I, I say things like this because I know I can get a, a rise <laughs> out of the man of the hour. He chimed in again, loser. <laughs> um, but they got uh Brinston Buckner uh as their D line coach. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh this is just it's crazy, but like I said, we shall see. Now, another head scratcher in the NFL sticking right here in the National Football League. Let's cross the JJ Watt news off the list. Dak Prescott. Good old Dak. You like Dak. Um, the go-to for Cowboy fans to say, you know, we going to the Super Bowl because we got freaky Zeke, we got Dak. Now, they're talking about getting Russell Wilson and trading Ezekiel Elliott to get Russell Wilson. But, you know, that would mean that Dak would have to walk in free agency if you go after Russell Wilson. So how is that going to work? But Dak doesn't want to be franchise tagged. He wants that Patrick Mahomes money. That, 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 that. Set your family up for life money. Now, Patty Mahomes, my homeboy, got 10 years, $450 million when he signed his contract extension. The richest contract in NFL history. Almost $500 million. $141,481,905 guaranteed. Okay, Dak Prescott wants that type of money. Now, don't get me wrong. As much as I hate the Cowboys, I'm a football fan through and through. And one thing I can say about one Rain Dakota Prescott in the four years, yeah, the four years going on five that you have played. In the NFL, uh, 17,000 yards, 17,634 yards, 106 touchdowns, 40 uh, interceptions, passer rating of 97.3, 1,314 uh, rushing yards with 24 rushing touchdowns, completion percentage of 66.0. And you expect... And you're coming off a, a major injury. Coming off a major injury. Uh, and you expect them Dallas. Jerry Jones. As as my, my, my old friend Derek used to call him Leatherface. <laughs> 
You expect him to give you money that a quarterback that came in in 2017 has already won a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP, a MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, All-Pro, first team and second team, a three-time Pro Bowler, led the league in touchdowns, Sports Person of the Year, Burt Bell Award winner. And numbers are, Dak's numbers are better. You know, Dak has a year on him. Dak has a year on him. But you know what puts Pat Mahomes over the top? He has two AFC championships and a Super Bowl. Dak Prescott has not led, he has not led Dallas out of the first round. I'm sorry, out of their first playoff game, but once. We, we can pull it up right now. I got, I got it right here. I got it right here. Dak Prescott. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, one time. And that was in 2018. We're going into 2021 and you have not been to the playoffs. But you want $450 million or something in that ballpark, whether it's a little bit more or a little bit less. I can't say that he deserves it because I can't speak on another man's pocket and say, well, you don't deserve it. Are you going to get it, though? Hell nah, bruh. You have three playoff games under your belt. And in those three playoff games, you, you played pretty well. But you only have – now, when I say played pretty well, I'm talking 16 – I'm sorry, two touchdowns, four interceptions. That's not really all that great. Uh, passer rating of 95.7 for all three playoff games. But you're telling me that – you deserve Patrick Mahomes' money. Now, looking at Patty Mahomes, he's a uh, – what we got? He's played eight playoff games, eight playoff games, thrown for 2,324 yards, 17 touchdowns, and four picks. And the Super Bowl year that they went in 2019, he threw 10 touchdowns in the playoffs. His rating is 100.4, and he's 6-2 and two in the playoffs. And if I'm not mistaken, his only two losses are to Tom Brady. And you expect Patrick Mahomes' money. Yeah, no, you're not getting that. Uh, I know a few Cowboy fans is not feeling him, but for the most part, nah. Dog, you're not getting that. You're not getting that money. You're not getting that type of contract. The most Dak can probably look for is something in the maybe the 80, 90 range. Maybe he can probably get a sweet Kirk Cousins deal, and I'll get into Kirk Cousins in a minute. But he might get could get a sweet Kirk Cousins deal, you know, because uh, the type of money he's looking for ain't where it's at. It, it, it's not where it's at at all. Uh, so that y'all are far apart. Um, I don't know who your agent is, but they're not trying to get you paid. They're trying to get you released. And maybe that's maybe what you want. Maybe that's what you need is to get out of Dallas and go to a Chicago. Go to a, dare I say it, Jacksonville, Miami, Houston. You know, go to one of those places and maybe you'll flourish. And they'll pay you, and you probably play even better. Maybe. Can't say.
but thinking you getting 450 million dollars over 10 years jerry jones don't commit to nobody like that nobody because the second you do something wrong he already trying to get rid of you and replace you it's not going to happen so that sorry brother but you ain't getting that money all right uh looking at a few releases this came as a shock when i seen it roll across the wire kyle rudolph formerly of the minnesota vikings has been released um he signed a in 2019 he signed a 36 million dollar contract four years 7.25 guaranteed um i'm a little shocked that they released him but they they saved a little bread uh the caddy, he, he's been productive, and it, that's taking away a weapon from, uh, it's taking away a weapon from Kirk Cousins. Out of 140 games played, he started 132, 453 receptions, 4,448 yards. Uh, 48 touchdowns. Last year, he only played 12 games. He only had 28 catches. 3,300, uh, if he had 3,000 yards receiving, I don't think they would let him go. 334 yards receiving, um, only one touchdown, though. Career low, one touchdown. Um, surprising, but it's teams out there that need tight ends, and he's a good tight end. He's going into year 10. Uh, well, I'm sorry, year 11. No, year 10, I'm right. He's going into year 10. Uh I'm sure he won't be on the street very long, but the money that Minnesota is giving up to release him, the dead cap money, he's going to make that plus some elsewhere. So be, be be on the lookout if the Raiders sign him. And the Raiders have him and uh, Waller, the big tight end they got out there, and two tight ends set, and then next thing you know, they stretch the field. And like I said before, we were going to be joined by one of the fellas. It is the man of the hour, the tower power, too sweet to ever be sour, Delante. Yo, what's good? What's happening, brother? Ain't nothing on location, outside. You know what I'm saying? Braver the elements, but it's all good. Just wanted to chime in on these uh, on these releases. Uh. You know, I, I, I was hearing that the uh, the salary cap was decreased for all the teams. So that's why a lot of the teams, like, quote, unquote, top players are being released, you know, for money-saving purposes. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Vaughn Miller gets released. You know, that's going to save us $22 million. Wow. you If you can let Vaughn Miller walk, that's. Yeah, it's definitely saying something. I don't want it to happen. I'd rather be restructured. I believe they're going to give him the opportunity to restructure because of what he means to the franchise. But, you know, we got to see what him and his uh, agents say. It's tough, man. Yeah, it is. I, I'm. You know what? I was uh thinking about what this meant for – Kirk Cousins. And I'm like, okay, Kirk Cousins ain't going to be the quarterback. 
I missed the news. When did Kirk Cousins sign a extension for sixty six million dollars? And it's it was a year ago. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, he signed an extension last March for sixty six million dollars. Two years, sixty six million dollars. Now, he, here's my thing with Kirk Cousins. And this is going to be, I, I got some things to say about Kirk Cousins. And it's kind of funny, but it's not funny. But mm-hmm. I, it's funny to me. But Kirk Cousins made the playoffs one time in Minnesota. He's made, He's been to the playoffs three times. Uh, he made the playoffs in 2019 with Minnesota. And, you know, two games, they won one, lost one, of course. Uh, and one, that was the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was the uh the miracle with Stefan Diggs, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. That was the last time they went to the playoffs. Yeah. So how does he get an extension is my question. But you you didn't already paid the money. You paid the money last year. What does this mean for Minnesota? Is is you know, you letting one of your top threats go. And most people wouldn't say that that uh Rudolph is a threat. But uh he was a threat, and you got you got the young guys coming up. Um, trying to pull a roster up here. Of course, I can't find it. Players, here we go. Current roster. You got Dalvin Cook. You know C.J. Ham in the backfield. You got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and and they actually got my man Hell Hinches, who was here for a cup of coffee. Um, but you, you, you're taking away another weapon from Kirk Cousins. And one thing that he lacked here was weapons. Right. And I just, I don't understand the, the logic. I mean, I understand it. Like you said, they did lower the salary cap for the season. So I do understand that. But, uh, it was shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... Maybe, um, uh, yeah, that current cousin situation is yeah. Maybe they see something that the rest of the football fans don't see. I don't see much in current cousins. Well, especially been, since he's been in Minnesota. Well, you know, the funny part about this is what I meant when I said funny part about Kirk Cousin, and it's bring me to the next, the next release that's coming. Uh, it's, it hasn't happened yet, but Alex Smith will be released by the Washington football team. Now they're sitting with third between 30, 35 million in cap space right now. You release Smith, you save 14 million. So that'll push them up to about 34, but no, 44, 49 area in cap space, but it'll be 8.6 million of dead cap. Mm-hmm. And I thought back on it and I started looking in retrospect. And I never thought Kirk Cousins was a guaranteed money guy. Like, I got to guarantee him money. I always said that, you know, he did really, really great with what he had. And it wasn't the best talent, but he did great with what he had. 4,000 yard seasons. Um, he set numerous franchise records. I mean, looking at this dude here in D.C., take a look at it. Three years in a row. 
4,166, 4,917, 4,093. He was, he was just flicking 4,000 yards like it was nothing. 29 touchdowns, 25 touch, touchdowns, 27 touchdowns. I, 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 it's it's crazy because I, I just I, I I don't understand how we got into this predicament with Kirk Cousins to the point where now we're talking about releasing Alex Smith, who was supposed to be the replacement for Kirk Cousins, not the franchise, but the stop gap quarterback until we found that guy. Now, Alex Smith as a starter here in Washington is 11 and 5. That's a playoff season. On a good year, that's a playoff season because, you know, it was a year that New England went 11 and 5 and didn't make the playoffs. So 11 and 5 is a good season. But now he has been here, wow, since 2017. No, 2018. 2018. Let me make sure I got that right. Because my years are running together. All my years are running together for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, Alex Smith has been here since 2018. He played 10 games in 2018. And he was 6-3 and three as a starter. And he went down with that gruesome injury. You know, they brought him here, gave him the extension, which I thought at that time was entirely too much money for a quarterback of that age. I said, don't commit that type of money to a guy that you're not planning on keeping around. They did it anyway. Um, He has the gruesome injury. He misses all of 2019. Uh, He does a GQ article about 2020 and them not wanting him in the building. And he didn't feel like he was wanted around, but he was like, I'm going to finish this damn thing. You know, I'm going to finish it. And he came back. One NFL comeback player of the year. And now it's like it's all said and done. Yes, the comeback was amazing in itself. But here's the thing. A lot of people in this area, it's not like they didn't want him to come back. They were afraid for him to come back. I said it on this show numerous times, talking in the preseason uh, during training camp with BJ. And I said, I told the boss, I said, dog, I'm not I'm not mad if he comes back. I just don't want him to be my opening day starter until I know he's ready. Because the, the reports that are coming out is he has drop foot, which means you can't flex your foot up and down on your own. You have to wear apparatus for that. I'm worried about that first hit. These are the things that I was worried about going into 2020. And I think people on the team felt the same way. Sandor checking in. He's too scary to watch now. I can't watch every play he's on the field. Exactly. And that is that is exactly what I mean. Exactly. It's not no, that nobody didn't want you here. Dog, we were scared. We were terrified. When Aaron Donald rode his back, I held my breath. Now, you do this GQ article. Um, you, you say a lot of things. And I think he kind of, it's like he kind of pushed the button for them to release him. But now let's rewind it a little bit. Let's let, let's back it up. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Boy, my man Kirk. Captain Kirk, as I used to call him. He had some games here in Washington. Uh, what did they start? 
Um, he was set to become a free agent, unrestricted free agent in 2016. But Washington used a non-exclusive franchise tag on him on March 1st, 2016. So that's one year, $20 million. They can come back. Now, that was coming off of a, a uh, division win in 2015. A division winning the division again in 2017, set to become a free agent. They did it again. Now, the season before 2016, he had the game in week 11 against the Packers. He threw for 375, three touchdowns, offensive player of the week. They got him on camera. And this is one of my favorite Kirk Cousins moments because we started off that game slow, slow. And then all of a sudden, them boys came on and started playing. And they played well. And he said to Scott McClune, who was our GM then, how you like me now? You going to pay me? He said, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay you. And right after that, Bruce Allen got in his, in, in, in his feelings. He decided to have a pissing contest. Scott McClune's out the door. Scott McClune's gone. And he needed five years, five years to turn this team around. So to think we would have already been in contention by now. And Bruce Allen kind of messed that up, which is probably why he's not here anymore. Because he got mad that everybody was going to Scott. And Scott could talk to these players. He was calling guys out the shower, come to my office now. We need to talk and digging in they shit. But here we are. He wants to pay Kirk. Bruce doesn't. Now, the money that Kirk wanted, Kirk wanted $17 million. I'm not giving Kirk Cousins $17 million guaranteed during the season. I would have gave him 12 13 maybe even 14 But everything else would have been incentive-laden. And I know he would have hit those incentives, so it would have been just bonus money all day long. Sando checking in. I'll never understand when a team doesn't have a stud starter why they don't draft the QB every year. And you got the chance to. So, Kirk Cousins leaves. You And this is the thing. They got the chance to do it again. Kirk Cousins leaves, goes to Minnesota, three-year, $84 million contract, fully guaranteed. We don't have a quarterback here. And I'm like, okay, we need to go out and get somebody. I forget the players that I named. I named a couple of players. Uh, that they weren't going to get. They traded for Alex Smith. They traded Kendall Fuller and a third-round pick for Alex Smith, signed Alex Smith to a lucrative contract. And now here we are. And we're looking at it like, okay, we got Alex Smith. It started off rocky. Started off rocky. But then all of a sudden, we started rolling. We were... Six and three. Six and three. When uh, 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 Alex Smith went down. Minnesota has not looked too good with Kirk Cousins. They haven't. They have not. They got that one playoff win out there in Minnesota against uh, New Orleans. I think that's their biggest game. That's their biggest game. Um. We traded for Alex Smith three years ago. Kendall Fuller, third-round pick. 
in the 2018 draft. And, it, you know, it didn't become official till the first day of the new league year. They signed him to a 94, a four-year, 94 million, uh, four-year, 94 million dollar extension, which I felt was too damn much. Now we're suffering the ramifications of that contract. Now, if you wouldn't have let, never let Kirk Cousins walk out the door, you would have came to some sort of agreement, an incentive-laden contract. You know, you get an extra million for throwing over 4,000 yards. He was going to hit that. 25 touchdowns, get you an extra 2 million. He would have hit that. You know, uh, under 15 interceptions, he would have hit that. 10 wins, he would have hit that. Because we were a 10-win team with Kirk. He would have hit that. Not saying that Jay Gruden would have been the coach. But damn it, we would have hit it. Those incentive-laden contracts work out. They're team-friendly. They're cap-friendly. It's where we could have been. But here we are talking about releasing uh, Alex Smith. Three years. Three years, and he's only played one and a half. One and a half out of those three years due to injury. And here we are talking about releasing him because he's still got a lot left in the tank. He want to keep going, which I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But I really believe that if it comes down to it, we might be screwed in the end. Sandor says, I'd rather be where they are now rather than the mediocrity with Cousins. Rebuild is better. Yeah. And this is a pretty good rebuild to be in because you have you have the stud at wide receiver and Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry is, is a stud. Nobody had any idea he was going to be that good. Um, you got Antonio Gibson coming out of the backfield. J.D. McKissick, if they if they bring him back. Peyton Barber, you got a three-headed monster coming out the backfield. You got young guys. You got Kelvin Harmon coming back off of injury. You got to re-sign Cam Sims. You still got Steven Sims, if he can ever hold on to the ball. Antonio Gandy Golden showed flashes last year. Then uh, Thaddeus Moss, if he can get on the field this year, I think he'll be good. But Logan Thomas is the man at tight end. He showed that he could be a beast. This is this is a great position to be in because whoever plays quarterback, don't turn the ball over. Safe throws, don't take too many chances, manage the game. And if it's Heineke or if it's anybody else, they bring back uh uh going it. Um um what's his name? They bring back Kyle Allen. Manage the game. Manage the game and just don't make mistakes. That's it. And this is an 11-12 win team. Because the defense is going to play lights out. We got a front seven that'll bust you in the mouth. So that that that's, that's already settled. But I, I, I like the position that we're in. But we got to get something. Now we have to start looking. And word in the street is they're interested in Marcus Mariota which is one of the names I brought up two weeks ago. If, you know, we couldn't get Deshaun Watson, Marcus Mariota is a, is a choice. Derek Carr is a choice. We got we got options out there. And draft is 
a month and a half away. New league is a couple days away. We got we got chance. We got a chance. We got the the, the picks to do it. So I say we just do it. Uh, now, moving on. Moving on. We got uh some NBA to talk about. Fitzgerald. Which Fitzgerald? Which Fitzgerald you talk about there? <clears throat> but we got some NBA to jump into. From the Bills. I don't think look if the boss BJ was here, he'd tell you that he none of the Bills quarterbacks are behind Allen. Is anything that you want? <laughs> but uh, it, we got options. Quarterback options are there because a lot of teams looking to either release guys or trade guys. And oh, who was I? Can't even think of who the quarterback was. It was a quarterback from um somewhere. He he had a really low cat cap number oh no 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 trubisky no please no no trubisky Mm-mm. and they trying to get they trying to unload trubisky any way they can i'll take foes before i take trubisky that 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 now that that's what i will say i will take foes before i ever take trubisky uh i i, I just i think trubisky just needs glasses LASIK eye surgery, something. I think that's why he makes the throws that he makes sometimes. But I, I, I rather, if I could have anybody, I'd rather have uh, Nick Foles. I would love to have Nick Foles because he is uh, he he he's good under pressure, and he showed that. In uh, he showed that in in Philly, he's good under pressure. I always thought he was the better quarterback between him and Carson Wentz. It was Nick Foles, but Nick Foles the one that that always got the short end of the stick. So, um, moving on, gotta jump into some NBA. Um, now I got this off of NBA Open Court which is uh, a Facebook page, what it's called Open Court, on uh, Facebook. And they were talking about Kyrie Irving. Um, Says Kyrie Irving with another cryptic tweet. And this is the tweet that Kyrie Irving put out. You better stop playing with history. You better stop lying to your people, Europe and America. You better stop feeding BS to the innocent children of God. The original people are returning. And this time, God will intervene at every corner of the earth. So you got people laughing. Oh, he's off his meds. He's crazy. And my response was, cryptic where? What is cryptic about that? And the thing is, they they want to talk about him and, you know, say, well, he's a flat earth thinker. I don't care what he thinks. As far as if the earth's round, is it flat? What you believe is what you believe. Now, in his statement, what he said in his in his tweet, I understood what he was saying. And we all know 
that everything that's in history books is not everything. And these new history books that they're printing up ain't always the truth. Some of them are just downright lies. And some, we've been lied to an awful lot historically. And a, a lot, you know, over the years, uh, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of truths have come out. And when I say a lot of truths will come out, let's let, let's talk about the, the recent revelation that came out just last week. Now, we're going to jump off of sports for, for a quick second. And when I talk about history being a lie, the former New York police officer that was on his deathbed and he wrote a letter that the NYPD and the FBI had something to do with the murder of Malcolm X. Now, a history book didn't have to teach me that. I knew it already. But for that to come out, and then, you know, the lies that were spun were the Honorable Minister Farrakhan had something to do with it, that he orchestrated it, that he called for the murder of Malcolm X. So all of that to be said, and you know, you raised in that, and that's what you think this whole time. But as time passes... The truth starts coming out. So I understand what 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 Kyrie is saying when he says stop playing with history. And it's not just black history, it's history, period. And feeding uh BS to the innocent children of God. The original people are returning. I get what he's saying. Everybody think it's cryptic, everybody think it's is he's off his rocker, but you have to understand when you have a spiritual awakening. And your third eye is wide open. You see things way different. Like people made fun of him for saging the court. Not knowing. And I seen somebody say that. It was. It was a. uh, Satanic ritual. Saging the court. And I was like, um. Okay, that that that's new, and you know everybody's into more spirituality these days. So a lot of people sage. Some people sage before they leave the house. It, it wards off bad spirits, bad energy. I I, I sage myself. You know, I, I I tell my family to sage. You know, things ain't going right. Get you some sage. Walk through the house and sage. I mean, it smells like a a, a bad. A, a bad batch of weed, boy, I swear. Whew. But when you clean that type of energy and you get the negative energy from around you, it's something beautiful. And that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get negative energy around him and trying to bring the positive to the forefront. And I get what he's doing. But everybody, that, it, it, the thing is, when it's not something that you're used to, all of a sudden it's evil. It's... uh. It's satanic, you know. So it's a lot to do with that, and we got the boss BJ joining tonight. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, don't let me interrupt your rant about Kyrie Irving. Keep it going. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you ain't interrupt. You know that. How you feeling? Oh man, I'm I'm good. Good. I'm good. I'm doing doing a whole bunch better, man. I'm I'm in good spirits and just chilling, man. And uh, 
had some time and like, man, let me let me hop on. Good. Glad to hear from you. Glad to hear from you. Uh, but what I was talking about Kyrie Irving and his quote unquote cryptic tweet that I don't see as cryptic, but everything that Kyrie does, everything that he does, it's frowned upon. But because it's not whatever religion you practice, it shouldn't be evil. It shouldn't be because you don't understand it or you don't agree with it. It can't be deemed evil if you don't understand it. Learn about it before you start coming at people telling them that you know what they're practicing. I mean, you're evil because you don't practice what I practice. You're evil. It, it's not even about that. But people don't understand that. And that's where it's coming along with Kyrie. Every time he does something, he's a head case. He's a basket case. Now, he, he, he can do some weird things. He can do some weird things. But sometimes the things that he does that are not weird are always perceived as weird. And I, I think that's a, a unfair look at him. So, Well, you know, and I'm not defending Kyrie Irving by any means because, you know, we, we talked on this show numerous of times about, you know, how I think Kyrie's a sometimes a little bit, little bit full of himself, but I don't disagree with the, the latest tweet. Um, he said some questionable things in the past, but I think when you get to a point and, and you know, how it is with society and how people, you know, once the media portrays you a certain way, that's how everybody sees you. So not anything you say, they'd be like, oh, yeah, here, go again. You know, you can't even look past, like, man, this this tweet or this phrase or this statement he made might actually have a little bit of substance because now, you know, you're just so used to everybody, you know, I mean, Stephen A. Smith was just about a month ago was calling for him to retire, right? Absolutely right. Yeah. So, I mean, so now you do a whole, sorry about that noise. You do a whole 360 now. You know, you're talking on some real shit, you know, and it just seems like, you know, and this is beyond Kyrie Irving. This is just something that's embedded in this country. When you start talking about black people and their rights and what they went through and what they had to go through and what we've lost and what we're owed. It's now it's a crypt it's cryptic. Now it's you know, nobody wants to talk about it, but now we're talking about and you know, I don't wanna I don't know how to say it without coming down as like, oh now he don't care about, you know, this particular race, but now we're talking about, you know, Asian um racial discrimination and hate and stuff in this country. And, you know, as a black person, I'm like, man, damn, we're getting killed on camera. You know, and Nothing's being done. And any other community screen file, whether it's LBGT or Asian or Jewish, it seems like everybody comes to their aid. You know, I, I don't feel like the aid that we as black people, black and brown people get in this country are, is is 100% genuine. I think sometimes it's just to ride the coattails so that you don't get, you know, with the cancel culture, you don't get canceled out. You know, if a particular brand doesn't say anything, oh, they they hate black people. You know, I think that's more what it is now. It's just you just we live in a in a society where it, you know you fuck up. Everybody wants to talk about it. 
you do something positive or you try to talk about something positive or you try to enlighten people about a situation, and especially with this country, the majority, I'm not going to say the majority, but a lot of white people don't want to hear about black people's past problems. And, you know, me and you, from experience, we know this. It's always, well, you know, you have plenty of opportunities now, which we do. And I don't dispute that at all. I think um, me and you talk about this all the time. The opportunity that's here in this country is unlimited. You know, if you can figure out how to be disciplined and how to make a groove for yourself. Um, what, what people don't want to hear, though, is that you killed all our leaders. We have a probably, I want us to, for, for, this is a, not an educa educational guess at all, but I, I believe we probably have a, white people have a hundred year head start on us as far as finances. You know, probably by the way, it's 20, 2021. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm just talking about modern age, modern. I'm not talking about that far back. My wife is sitting next to me. She was saying 200 years, but I'm just like modern, you know, mid, that's our early 1900s, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think back to what we were saying about Kyrie, I think because so much negative things, and, I, and I've said negative things about him, so many negative things have been said about Kyrie, it just, just, just talking basketball, you know, now when he says something, it's discredited because he's been portrayed a certain way, so. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, now all of a sudden he has that target on his back. No matter what he says now, now it's a problem. Now it's uh uh it it, it, it to be, label a tweet is cryptic when it's not cryptic and it's straightforward. Most people don't know what speaking truth to power is, and what he spoke is truth to power because all he did he he spoke the truth. But it's power behind those words, and most people don't understand that. So I don't see it as cryptic. I get what he's saying. I get what he, where he's coming from. And I'm not even going to get that deep into it because if I get deep into it, we're going to be on here for the rest of the night. We're going to go four hours because I know I can go. Yeah, I know. I know that for sure. Yeah, but it's a it's a topic that you can't talk about enough. Right. The, you know, these are topics that because you get to a certain point and you feel like you're not being heard. You keep seeing a new Instagram video of a teenager, a high schooler, middle schooler, elementary schooler being thrown to the ground by a grown white police officer and manhandled. You keep seeing these videos of somebody getting out of the car, getting shot. You keep seeing videos of a guy sitting out eating black guy and being, quote unquote, mistakenly identified as somebody of interest. You know, you keep seeing these videos over and over and over again and nothing's being done. So, you know, when stuff is said and, you know, it's labeled cryptic or it's labeled um, being a, a misfit or whatever the hell they wanted, they call it. It's like, you know, it's just, it's frustrating to lack of a better term. And I can say some really, really triple X-rated shit but I'm not, but it's super frustrating, but 
like I like you said, I'm gonna stop there because I'm not we're not gonna dive really deep into that. Well, you, you already know how it is. You know we can go, and we you and I together. You know we can go. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we be we be on here to midnight taking callers. <laughs> Most definitely, we would. Now I got you here. Uh, I got to talk about the Wizards. Okay. And Bradley Bill scored, I think it was 40-60 the other night, mm-hmm. and they lost. How come when Bradley Bill scores over 40 points, the Wizards are 0-11? What's up with that? Um, Without having all the stats right in front of me, um, it, I'm going to say it's you could score 40. I mean, we've, we've seen 40, 50-point performances and loss, losses. I mean, you know, when somebody's just absolutely – having to carry a team um, as great as Brad is right now. And I, I think I said this last season and I'm going to say it again this season, because you got to remember he is just coming into this. He's been in the league since what? 2013. I want to say 2013. Is that, is that about 12, right? 12 or 13. So he, he he's, let's just say he's been in the league for at least seven to eight seasons, right? He's coming into now being considered borderline because he's not in my opinion he's not there yet he's put the league on notice because he just came to this this year he started a little bit last year he was a little inconsistent for me but now you can start talking talking about him as maybe becoming a bona fide superstar so what he still has to learn how to do is you can score 80 points and lose if if you can't if you're not getting that team involved if that team isn't helping you, and this is something that the Wizards are going to have to work on. I know the the trade deadline is coming up. That'd be very interesting to see. But um, I don't have the box score in front of me. But I would you know be be. Let me see if I can get it. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get it because I what you looking for? Right. Um, I'm trying. I would like to see what uh, Russell. Russell's uh, box score was. Hold on one second. I am trying to get to it. You said this was yesterday. I believe it was. That was the last game. Oh, I got. I got. I got. I had all their games pulled up, but I had to. Okay, that was the Celtics game. I mean, so and they lost it by one. I mean, they didn't get blown out, but they only lost by one. Okay, so Bertans had twenty. Lopez ten. Um, Hachimura only had two points. That's why you lost. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not gonna blame. I'm not gonna blame it on Russell Westbrook. He had 24 points, 10 to 22 shooting. He could have done better, uh, done a better shooting job. But that's Russell Westbrook. You lost because Rue only had two points. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put that loss on him. Okay, one of five. Now I don't know. They say he played 25 minutes. So you have to. You can't. Brad had a really good night. 46, seven rebounds, two assists. He was uh, 16 to 29 on the field and three or six on three pointers, 11, 12 free throws, one block, two steals. I mean, you know, he did it all. But you can't have that for, from your starter, Pachamura. You've got to have more than two points. That, that's that's the reason he lost. I'm not going to blame it on Brad, you know, well, you know, because, and I'm not going to blame it, blame it on Westbrook. Like, you have to get. Somebody else to Alex Lynn had four points, you know. Um, Neto 27 minutes, four points. 
You know, Lopez, 10 points, three rebounds. Bertans, 20 and two and two assists, five for nine from the field and the three. So he did what he was supposed to do. You know, that's that's what you get from Bertans. Um, I mean, how much more you ask for Bradley Bill? 39 minutes, 46 points. You can't – you're going to wear the boy in the ground. you got to get more production out of your other players on the floor that's blogging these minutes. You know, like for me, Hachimura – Hachimura should be at least a 15 and 10 guy at night. I, I really, you know, see that out of him, uh, see that potential. So he has to be more consistent. So I didn't watch this. This was the Celtics game on Sunday. I didn't watch it. Uh, been a little under the weather. But say he played 25 minutes. I don't know if he left the game hurt or um, what the case may be because he's usually way more productive than that, KG. And you're absolutely right. And what's shocking to me is Bradley Beal is leading the league, not the Eastern Conference, not the Southeast Division. He's leading the entire NBA in scoring. And you said that shocks you? It it shocks me that he's leading them in scoring, but it's not translating the wins. Well, look, I said last season when I was – really getting on Bradley Bill. I felt like he should have been scoring um what he's scoring now. So okay, I was I was like six months off. Six, eight months off, whatever I was. Um I'm not surprised he's leading the league in scoring. This is something I had been getting on him about. Like you got a Ferrari and you're not even starting to bitch up. So now he got the Ferrari starting to bitch up. And cruising down the highway, doing about 120. I said he was cruising. Last year he was cruising. He was only doing 65. He wasn't even taking the thing to the red line, you know. So now you got him. He's cooking. He's in his bag. He feels comfortable. Um, I really think Westbrook is helping him develop a little bit more than John was, you know. And, And that's no shot at John. I just think Russ is a different player. Russ has played on an MVP MVP type level. He's won an MVP. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think he's bringing a little bit more dog out of Bradley Bill, which is fine. So it's not translating to wins because, one, I keep saying, this is going to be number one, and this is going to be 1A. They don't have a good coach. They have a um, middle-of-the-pack coach. Middle, And he's at the bottom of the middle of the pack. He, you know, you're not coached well – it's not you're gonna lose close games. You're gonna lose. You're gonna get out coached, out smart, um, and then the production from the rest of the squad. Like I said, I'm looking at the box score. Hot tomorrow, he had two points. You know that you can't you can't go into a game with because you, you figure Hot tomorrow. Um, between him and Bertans, they they're the number three scoring. I, let me say that Bertans is going to be the number three scorer on this team. Um, Avdia only played seven minutes, no points. So I don't know why Avdia didn't play more. Um, but if Hachimura is getting 25 points, I expect at least 10 points. And he had six rebounds. He's, he's Where his rebounds were were good for me, but the points weren't. So I don't know if he had an off night. He only shot five shots. But they're just not – they're not a great team and they're not – they don't have a good coach. But from the last podcast we talked, KJ, remember I told you they could catch a they could catch a streak and they could catch the, the eighth and the seventh spot and the sixth spot and they 
They're running that that streak right now, KJ. They got plenty of time. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. But now I think Tommy Shepard is going to make a move at the All-Star break, which is, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think the 14th is a trade deadline. And what's up? This symbolized tails and Sandor, you're right. NBA teams are only as good as their bench and their coach. And their bench is so-so because you have an agent, Robin Lopez. Uh, He's not a young buck anymore, but what he did 10 points, that's what you expect him to do. I expect 20 from Bertans off the bench. I expect more from Bonga, uh, the rookie. I expect more from him, but he ain't getting no time. Alex Lynn is the only one that I don't expect a whole lot from because Alex Lynn is not the guy that everybody thinks he is. We we know that because we watched him at Merlin. Yeah, Alex, Alex Lynn is just a warm body, a center. Try He's to a seven-footer. Yeah, squeeze as much as you can out of him. Um, you know, but I'm with you. I think if Tommy thinks that he can make a piece, not like, look, let's not kid ourselves. This is not a championship team. This is a team that can vie for um, playoff spots. You know, they, I could, I think they could get up to five, maybe. That's really hot, really going through the rest of the season, smoking hot like, you know, they've been winning. Um, I predicted, I think I predicted them to be ceiling five or six playoff seed. So I think they can still reach that. Um, what do you bring to this team, KG? What piece do you bring? I mean, it, for me, it has to be interior. But you who, know, <laughs> we, we, we on the same page. I'm going to say a name. And he has DC ties. I'm 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 actually gonna try to put a package together and go get Jeremy Grant because that's another score that you can use here in DC. And you know, that's Harvey Grant's son. You know where, where, where is he at right now? He is with Detroit. And Detroit's having a five set. Come on, they let Derrick Rose go. They let Derrick Rose walk for nothing. I, Peanuts. Speak speaking of Detroit, and I know you said Jeremy Grant, DC ties. If I'm Washington, you still got Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin sitting there. Well, Andre Drummond's gone. Did they already trade him? They they traded him last season. Drummond's gone. No, 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 no. I'm, that's not who I'm thinking of. Then who? Andre Drummond. No, no. no is I'm talking about we, for the Cav- the Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They shut He's him a, down. Oh, they shut him down. I believe they shut him down because they. I, I thought he wanted to be traded. If I'm, well, yeah. if I, so that's what I'm saying. You got Blake sitting in Detroit. You got Drummond sitting in Cleveland. You're missing interior. So if that's the, if if a, if a move's going to be made, do you give up Hachimura? Do you give up Troy Brown? You know what I'm saying? It, you're not you're not you're not making a run at the the, the chip. You know that's but you're trying to get the team better. You're trying to convince Bradley Bill that we're going to do whatever it takes to make this team a winner piece by piece. Um, so, you know, do you go get Blake Griffin? Now, How much does he have left in the tank is the question. Well, if Blake Griffin can give you 15 and 10 and defense and athleticism, remember, remember something I always say with 
the John Wall, Lake, uh, the John Wall, I'm about to say the Lakers, fucking, the John Wall um, Wizards. If they had a big man that could run with them, they had that in JaVale McGee, they didn't develop him correctly. If you had a flexible big man that could run, Blake Griffin can run. This Wizards team is fast paced, they like to run. Now you go get Andre Drummond, now you're playing half court ball. That's not what the Wizards really do. They're more of a break team. They're, they're faster. So it would make more sense to go get Grant or Blake Griffin, somebody that can run with the squad, you know, play the four, maybe five if you need them to on some nights, and be flexible and, and, and you know, I would love to see Blake here. He, he's not going to, you know, give you he's, – he's in the same stage Russell's in. They're still productive, but they're older. You know, they're not going to be the, you know, flying through the air. Yeah, Gortat would – yes, yes. He surprised me. Gortat absolutely surprised me. Gortat did run with I, – I take that back. Gortat did run with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and um, damn, um, and they had Morris, uh, Marquise Morris. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a big man that could run with them. But they need somebody that fits the the, 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 the team. So, like, look, Andre Drummond is a big man. He's not running with Russell Westbrook and, uh, and Brady up and down the court. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not happening. But Blake will. Blake will. That's true. Um, so, you know, you know, they got to show up that front court. I know losing Thomas Bryant hurt them hard. Um, but they got to show up that front court, man. They got to they got to figure something out. Um, I really I really think the, at the end of the the season, you're going to see the Wizards in the playoffs. I think it's going to be probably like a 6 7 seed, you know. But uh I think Noah's Joe Keem. No, I think Joe Keem Noah's days of running is over. He retired. He's is trying he, to. Is he fully retired? Mm-hmm. He announced to the league office. I think it was either yesterday or the day before that he wow. plans on retiring. Wow. Uh, he's going. He's trying to go out as a bull. So he's trying to work something out with the Bulls where he can, you know, do the one day contract and he gonna retire as a bull. I hate to see him go. Be honest. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, that's know my man. I know he's had some injury problems over the last couple seasons. Yeah, got paid and then got hurt. Yeah, so. Um, and to back up a little bit, the quarterback you were talking about, Sandal, uh, Fitzpatrick, good old Fitz Magic. I don't want him here neither, because <laughs> I don't know how much I don't know how much he got left in the tank either. I don't want him here neither. Uh, last but not least, and we're gonna stick. Well, we're gonna kind of sort of stick NBA, but it's shoes. The the GM of Nike North America, <laughs> um, she is the general manager. Ann Herbert had to resign after twenty five years at the Nike brand because her son, nineteen year old, uh, decided to get a credit card in her name and. Buy up exclusive shoes that on the sneakers app you can only buy one pair. He bought up thousands, which is some of the reasons that B, I know you would get up on Saturday mornings for those early releases, and 30 seconds into it, they already sold out. 
Apparently, he's the reason. He purchased over $100,000 worth of limited edition sneakers for his resale business. Not to sell straight up. He's got a business that's kind of like StockX and GOAT where he can mark the price up three, four, five times for a limited edition shoe that somebody's looking for, such as myself, such as BJ, Delonte, even Junie, Sneakerheads. And he put this down and he takes these and, and marks it up. Now he's a, a millionaire. They did an article on this kid. And he named his mom in the article. That's how they caught him. And the, the, the man of the hour, Delonte. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Uh, what's going on, BJ? What's up with you, boy? What's going on? Man, I can't call it. Can't even call it, man. So, right, the missus, I said, was good. You know, oh, absolutely. That. Absolutely. I, um, of course, I had to uh, ch- jump in regarding this um, this this kid, this West Coast. Um, what's the name of this company? It's on Instagram, too. West Coast. Somebody, somebody said his name earlier. West Coast something. I, I don't know. I forgot his name. He this was the most sloppiest. This was all this was like just sloppy all around the board. Um, for one, you you admit that you have a bot. You know what I'm saying? Nike has been known that they're trying to stop the bots. Um, then you implicate your mom in a roundabout way, so she's forced to quit. She's probably the, the shame of of all of, of Portland, hell, even Oregon. So what he should do, I'm pretty sure his business is going to take a hit um, because I'm, if you go on his uh, his Instagram and look at the comments, there are a lot of people that are pissed off and want this kid's head on a stick because he's, you know, prevented others from for getting shoes that go for as much as $1,500 out here um, over the years, over the past several years. So this is, it was it was so sloppy, I think. But I mean, that's at the same time, it's not new either. You know, these bots—they've been on for years, man. Bots been on for years. You know, um, you don't, you don't, uh, um, you know, grandstand or announce like this. That idiot did, but yeah, like bots been on for years. It's just, it's just sad that he he cost his mom his job. <sighs> man, um, I don't even know where to start here. Um, you know, like like Katie said, we all sneakerheads here, and I don't think I've got a hit on sneakers. I think it's been two years now. I think two years is the last time I was able to purchase a shoe on sneakers app, and yeah. um, I don't really think I think Nike says all the right things about the box. I don't think they give a damn about the box because at the end of the day, the sneakers are selling out in thirty seconds. Like, this is just my personal opinion. I don't think Nike gives a damn about the box. And I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, was it unethical what he did? Yes. But if his mom didn't have any knowledge of it, why does she resign so quick? Okay, because look, and, I'm not, and look, I live in a different world where, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, open a credit card with a $200,000 limit or whatever the hell it is. Um, but it's just silly for me to think that somebody would open a credit card in your name and you just have no clue what's going on. So 
and I agree with, you know, a couple of takes I've heard on this. I think that maybe she resigned so quick because if they keep digging, they're going to find a lot more and maybe a lot more people in that company doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think, I don't think this is just, this is a isolated incident. It is like Delonte will tell you, you get on sneakers and literally hit the button. I mean, if you know how sneakers work, you go through the whole motion. So as soon as 10 o'clock hit, all you have to do is hit the button. Your size is already in, your credit card's in, the password, everything. All you got to do is hit the button. You hit the button at 10 o'clock in one second. You're already, it's already saying you're in line. And you'll get a, about 10, 15 minutes later, shoes sold out in your size. They might have a nine left or some odd ass size, 18, something stupid. I even try to go get those. Those are gone. Like we're talking about seconds gone. So, and I've gave I gave up. You know, it's shoes I want that I'm gonna have to probably go to StockX and pay three, four times more. But you know, I'll eventually get them. But for people that just not even you know, like I like to resell my sneakers. I like to to get them, collect them, resell them eventually. You know what I'm saying? Um, but for the people that really just genuinely like these shoes, like the fashion, you can't even get your hands on these damn shoes. You know, Foot Locker has a thing where you can be in a raffle. I've, I've struck out multiple times, never got that. So it's just like the bots have taken over. And let me tell you why I don't believe Nike's take on the bots, because we flipped the, the script to NBA Top Shot, the new virtual trading card thing that's that's you know taking America by storm, right? They had a pack drop over the weekend, I believe. No, 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 no. So this this had to be last week. They had a pack drop, and they shut the pack drop down. They shut the line down because they said they detected way they detected over a hundred thousand bots in the line. Okay, so. If a company that's still in beta, they, their site is still in beta, okay, versus Nike that's been doing this for a long time, you know it's bots on your site and you're not doing anything. So then why do you, why should I, I don't really care about what the kid did because I know it's being done. Like, you know, he used her discount. He's standing in a picture with a shoe that, you would love to get your hands on. He got 200 pairs. Yeah, right there, that's probably more money than all three of us make in a year. So reselling those shoes for the value that they're going to sell for. Or at least two of us. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely frustrating. But when the, when the story come out, it's just like, uh, okay. Nike don't care anyway. So, <laughs> it's like... You know, all she for me, all she had to do was like, you know, I, I um, shit. If she had, you know, hey, we're gonna re-release, you know, this shoe, that shoe. We're gonna make it up for the people that missed out. You know, you could have, you could have buttered everybody up and made everybody happy. Like Delonte said, I haven't went to the kids page, but I, I'm pretty sure it's people mad. You know that that uh, you know, and I'm watching other people. Me and me and Big Jim was talking about it. You watching other people sell, you know, that me and him found out that are variants. They're not even the real thing. 
they're they're like a if if Nike's one, then these are like one dot one. These are one A's. So the shoe the shoe market is just right now. It's just it's really bad because you go out here and unless you're dealing with StockX or you're dealing with um, Flight Club, you know, you, you you really have to know your shoe when you're going somewhere because you come home, you just spent three, four, five hundred dollars on some J's and they're fake. You find all they don't, they're fake. So it's it's we're in 2021. These fakes have been around for 20 plus years. And the only thing Nike cares about is revenue. They're they'll they'll, you know, the tips to to raid the the flea markets and different things like that. You know, the only thing they care about is that these people are not selling just like just like the government. If I can't get a piece of this, you're not selling. You're not buying these shoes from the the these manufacturers and we're not getting a cut of them. They, you know, they could have been curtailed this problem, but they let it go on and now it's to this point. And if I think if people do some digging, you're gonna see a lot more stuff come out. Well, apparently people have been doing digging and you know how social media is. So apparently moms is listed on the LLC of the company west coast streetwear so she knew all about this and, and that's what i'm saying you you telling me that he created llc in your name and you didn't know either like come on man he's 19 they said this dude bought a hundred thousand dollars worth of shoes at 19 and he made thousand profits in three hours he made how much twenty thousand dollars in profits in three hours but what I the hundred thousand dollars worth of shoes he's gonna buy, he could easily make. I mean, like I said, he he's standing in a picture with a limited release shoe. Like, is Delonte still on here? I say he is. If he goes, he probably can hear me. Like, when you get a limited release shoe, it is super limited to the public. And then, like like any other big company, Nike sends them out to. You know, the athletes and, you know, celebrities get them for free. I don't know why, <laughs> you know, um, that that's always puzzled the shit out of me. People that can afford 20 pairs of these shoes and then burn money in them. They send them to them for free, you know, but that's a whole nother story. So right there, you're talking about shoes that 200 pair of shoes sell them for a thousand fifteen hundred each that's just that particular pair of shoes mm-hmm. like man it's a post on his page you remember the marty mcfly uh nikes yep the the very what they were self-lacing and all that the back to the future joints I, that's mm-hmm. they they um they retail anywhere from 10 to 20 grand or it might be more depending on the condition and stuff, and if they were the original ones versus the re-release, that's like my holy grail. If I could get those shoes, he has four pair. <laughs> I don't know a celebrity with one pair. I think the only celebrity I know with one pair is Kanye West, oh, and he man. don't bring those out at all. He don't even show those off. Yeah, those 
those are those it's like a, it's like certain shoes that I don't think that if you have them, I don't think you can wear them. I think those are showcase shoes. And I think the Back to the Future, I think everybody agree up. Back to the Future is probably the number ones. And I believe I would put the Red October Yeezys in there, the Nike ones. Mm-hmm. Like if you get your hands on those, or you can't you can't put your foot in them motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, he four pair. So you talking about, you know, at least probably fifty thousand dollars worth of shoes right there. On this kid's Instagram page, he's posing in front of two BMW M4s. And the caption says, thank you, Kobe Bryant, Kanye West, and Nike for helping add to the M collection. Wow. What's, is it on his real name or is it under Not the West Coast name? West Coast Streetwear. Is, is mm. the, the page is still up? Yeah. yeah send but it, it, to it, it hasn't had a post since uh, October. Yeah, man. I just, I just sent it to y'all. But you I'm know, just, I'm just, to, just crazy. Just to rewind a second, when we was talking about that whole Kyrie thing, and I was saying that you know, far as uh, uh, black people are, are like behind financially a hundred years. Who who has connections like that? Not this guy. I'm just, and, but what I'm saying is, how many times do black people have that connection? You know what I'm saying? It is very rare. Like the the I want to say it's probably a hundred to one where your mom's the CEO or of a lucrative company and you can resell something. Like how many CEOs and uh, you know, like shit, go back in Nike history. How many times have this a CEO been black? I don't think you can. Okay, and I that's mean- what and that's that's what and that's the point I was alluding to. Like Shit, you know, we don't ha- we don't we don't even have those opportunities, you know, and nothing's going. I, I what's going to be done? What's going to be done legally? Nothing. Nothing. They're going to get all scot free. Like I said before, you said the mom was on the LLC. I, that's why I said she re- she resigned quick. She resigned quick, hoping to put out the fire, but. You're you're in a you're in a you're in an age today. You can't put the fire out no more. People keep digging. Like now, people want to know. Shoe kids want to know. You know what? I okay. I haven't like I just said. This is March. Yeah, I haven't had a shoe on sneakers in two years. I've gotten L's for two years for shoes. So yeah, people want to know. I want to know. You know. Indeed. And then, and then, if 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 it was unfairly rigged, what are you going to do to compensate people? Nike going to send out twenty dollar gift cards. That ain't enough, <laughs> you know. It's you know what? It's going to be a commercial soon, where you looked over in a in a sneakers draw, then you might be entitled to money. And this class action lawsuit, it's going to be something like that. It's it's going to be something like class that. action lawsuits are garbage. You'll get five dollar check, you know. Hey, hey, hey! I was in a class action lawsuit against Sprint, and I got thirteen dollars and ten cent out of it. And it was like, it was like a fifty-five million dollar settlement, and I got thirteen dollars out of it. 
And that's how that's how that shit like it, I know we a sports podcast. I'm not I'm not gonna go not gonna go into it. But that I mean, that that shit right there is how this this country and the big corporations, that's how they protect themselves. They, exactly. they roll that shit into a class action. And now instead of paying multiple people big settlements, they just gotta pay one big slap on the hand. And that's not even a year's worth of profit. Nope. That's probably a quarter or excuse me, a half a quarter, but it's not a year. Yep. So So well fellas, before we get out of here, just let me make this announcement. Uh coming up for All Star Weekend, we got something special that we're gonna roll out. Last year we did three tiers of NBA greets. Tier one, tier two, and tier three. Didn't matter what position. Ten players each tier. Thirty players that were NBA greats. This year, we're doing something a little different. We're breaking it down by position. Top five at every NBA position. That will be released on Sunday morning for the Sunday rise. Sunday afternoon. It'll be done before All-Star game weekend. Well, I can't say weekend because it's only one day. Uh, Sando checked in and said lawyers suck up all the money in the class action. You're damn right they do. Legal fees killer. That's where they make their bread at. Every everybody gets Absolutely. paid except the consumer. And that's all around the exactly. board. Exactly. But uh we will be unle- unleashing those rankings. We are in the midst of voting now. Uh so that's top five point guard, top guard, top five shooting guard, small four, powerful, and center. So be ready to come with your own. But until then, enjoy ours. And that is all the time we have for tonight. So if you've listened to this entire podcast, I want you to do me a favor. Show me that you listen to the entire podcast. On once you listen to it on the latest, the latest sideline junkies post on Instagram. Go to the comment section and leave three. One, two, three blue hearts in the comment section to show me that you listen to it so I can give you a shout out on the next show, which is the Thursday night throwdown. But I know somebody that is listening and I'm going to give them a shout out right now. And that's Sandal. Appreciate you chiming in tonight. The last couple of shows. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep listening. Big ups to you. And of course, the Midnight Rider enters the live studio as we're getting ready to roll out of here. But Midnight Rider, APB out on you for Thursday because we need to talk some baseball. You're a Nats fan. B's a Nats fan. You know, I'm a fan of the greatest team of all time, the New York Yankees. So, you know, catch up with me. Y'all got one championship. I got 27. Whatever. (laughs) But until Thursday night, that's the man of the hour, Delonte, the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. Can't say we don't do no overtime because we did it tonight. But we are out of here. Peace. Peace.